0: Good evening, time being seven o'clock, I call the June 21st, 2023 meeting of the Franklin Town Council to order. Please pause for a moment of silence. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Announcements from the chair. All citizens are now welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. In an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone, where you may click the Zoom link that is on the posted agenda and on the town's website. The phone number is 929 205. 6099 and the uh, meeting ID number is 863-5063-5102. And then you need to hit the pound sign. And once again the meeting ID is eight six three-five zero six three five one zero two pound. If residents are just interested in watching, the meeting uh, will also be live streamed by Franklin TV. Citizens' Comments. Citizens are welcome to express their views for up to three minutes on a matter that is not on the agenda. The council will not engage in a dialogue or comment on a matter raised during Citizens' Comments. The town council will give remarks, appropriate consideration, (coughs) and may ask the town administrator to review the matter. Is there anyone in council chambers who would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Okay, seeing then, is there anyone out there in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item? Not on tonight's agenda. Not seeing anyone you, Jamie? Nope. Okay, moving on. Approval of minutes. I entertain a motion to approve the minutes from May 24th, 2023. So moved, second. Motion and a second. Discussion? additions, deletions. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, Proclamations and recognitions. We have none this evening. Appointments. Uh, Community Preservation Committee. Clerk will
1: read the appointment. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. These are appointments to the Community Preservation Committee. Uh, Citizens at Large Michael Giordino of 18 Sherman Ave, term expiration June 30, 2025. Lisa Oxford of 18 Lincoln Street, uh, expires June 30, 2025. Conservation Commission Representative Jeffrey Livingston of 68 Daniel Street, June 30, 2024. Historical Commission Representative Phyllis uh, Malcolm, 37 Uncas Ave, June 30, 2024. Housing Authority Representative Chris, Seeley, Chris Feely of 5 Half Drive <coughs> June 30, 2024 Planning Board Representative Jay Mello of 5 North Park Street June 30th, uh, 2024 Recreation Board Representative uh, Wayne Samarian 204 Jordan Road June 30th, 2024 uh, Motion to ratify the appointments of the names listed above by the town Administrator to serve as members of the Community Preservation Committee with
2: terms to expire as listed above. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie? Uh, excuse me, Three years, Mr. Chairman, Three years, the council, so um, these are all uh, reappointments of, pre- of members who have served already with the exception uh, of the Planning Board recommendation, uh, which is uh, Jay Mello, which used to be Rick Power, but Rick, I believe, is on the Master Planning Committee. Mm-hmm. So I know the Planning Board kind of split them up among the Davis there and the other committees. Um, and uh, just to remind the public, um, the appointment recommendations that are coming from the various boards are their recommendations from those boards. Um, the at-large are just uh, renewals of the two terms uh, for Mike and Lisa. Thanks. Thanks,
3: Jimmy.
0: Questions or comments from the council? Councilor Frondillo.
2: Just quickly, uh,
4: just because it came up and we have an opportunity to on the agenda, uh, there was a, I want to say it was a Globe article, but. Uh, message article about how towns across the state uh, were uh, underspending CPA funds on uh, housing uh, as, and I think we're I think we're as guilty as uh, the rest so um, it's hard I mean there's a bunch of competing projects uh, but if we can make sure that housing stays as one of the uh, four priorities uh, be good. Thanks.
0: Thank You Councillor Frangelo any other questions on the appointment Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, public hearings, uh, we have none scheduled. No license transactions, presentations and discussions. We have none this evening. We'll go write the legislation for action. Uh, first uh, legislation is bylaw amendment 23-900, Chapter 170, Vehicles and Traffic, Article 4 Stopping and Standing and Parking, subsection 170-15, Parking Prohibitions and Limitations. D, Parking Prohibited, Downtown Parking Map map Amendment. First reading, clerk will read the bylaw amendment.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is bylaw amendment 23-19, Chapter 170, Vehicles and Traffic. The to amend the Code of Town of Franklin, Chapter 170, Vehicles and Traffic, and Article 4, Stopping and Standing and Parking, Subsection 170 15, Parking Prohibitions and Limitations, D, Parking Prohibited, be enacted by the Franklin Town Council that Chapter 170, Code of Town of Franklin, uh, Vehicles and Traffic, Article 4, Stopping and Standing and Parking, Subsection 170 15, Parking Prohibitions and Limitations, D, Parking Prohibited, is hereby amended as follows. Uh, Subsection 170 15, Parking Prohibitions and Limitations, the revision is in regards to D parking that's prohibited. Downtown parking district boundaries are those contained on map captioned downtown parking district and prepared by Town of Franklin Engineering Department dated July 13th, 2016, and revised through the effective date of this legislation. That's the change. The original of which is on file with the town clerk, and a copy of which is appended here too as attachment number one. Prohibitions and limitations on the streets contained within the district are shown on set map. This bylaw amendment shall become effective on and after August 2nd, 2023. The map currently on file with the town clerk as most recently revised shall remain the effective until August 2nd,
5: 2023. <coughs> Move, Move bylaw amendment 23, 900 to a second reading. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion.
2: Jamie. Through you, Mr. Chairman, uh, I'll go through this. I think the memo and the packet, we already had a few minutes to look at it. Um, So the impetus for this um, was mainly because the parking map needed to change. Um, We had it as an hour of 6 a.m., is when the parking began. Mm -hmm. But the train, uh, the MBTA, uh, bumped up one of the, they actually have now two trains leaving before 6 a.m and one of them is at 5.08 five, 5 a.m. Um, and so at a minimum, the bylaw needed to be addressed so that nobody gets a ticket between 5 a.m. and 6, right? So that is one of the reasons why this is before you tonight. Uh, as a second way, while we're going through the bylaw process to try to streamline things, we also wanted to try to do a couple of additional cleanups. One, with the time going up to 5 a.m., the former uh, curfew was 2 a.m., which is a very, very narrow window for the police if they're on a call to be able to enforce um, to be able to enforce the downtown parking overnight ban. Yeah. So I understand and fully totally respect um, that the council altered this earlier uh, last year um, with, uh, from uh, to 2 a.m. Uh, but the staff and working with the police with the additional officers really believe that if the council is willing um, mm-hmm. to move it back to midnight. The midnight shift, still from an operational perspective, works much better for the police, because as you just heard at the budget hearings, the shift starts at 1 a.m. So at the end of the shift from midnight to 1 a.m., if the the bylaws change to midnight, then at least as those officers go off shift, they can sweep through the lots, which really should do most of the enforcement, right? Because I don't think people are going to go park at 3.30 (laughs) a.m., maybe. But right, touche, (laughs) touche. (laughs) he's up. Four
6: (laughs) o'clock, four (laughs) a.m.
2: Good point. Um, (laughs) But we still don't want Bobby to get a ticket. So, um, so uh, we're proposing to make that window 12 to 5, which will allow both the ending of the uh, shift at midnight to one to go through sweep to the lots, but also make sure that if there are calls on the shift where there are fewer officers on the overnight um, before the shift starts at 5 a.m. while the shift uh, starts uh, at 1 at least at 5 a.m. that shift can go through sweep to the lots just in case but I don't really truly expect that to be a big problem but I do think from an operational perspective um, as the chief pointed out earlier the midnight really does make a lot more sense we can always go back you know as we go through our marketing and branding and we identify who we are as a community. Um, maybe we do identify um, you know, as a later night community, I don't know. But you can always go back and change that. If the council doesn't want to do that and wants to leave it at 2 AM, obviously, we fully respect that, um, and the 2 AM to 5 AM can stay. The other third cleanup we wanted to do real fast was on the Davis There lot. There's really no big policy decision here. Um, the, basic, uh, the basic premise of it is there needs to be some sort of daytime enforcement. There has to be something. Otherwise, you're just going to have people park in all 51 of those spaces all day. So in working with staff, the main usages are for overflow for the library, maybe during the day. Also, obviously, the little leagues and a lot of the families use that lot to play sports on the weekend. So it's a very, very minor uh, change where it's two-hour parking uh, on Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. So that prohibits commuters. Or others that just want to park their car in there, and yes, that also may include Dean College students, um, and may include a plethora of people. It has not become a problem, um, but we did over the last year, since the town did receive it um, from the school department. You know, over the course of the year, there was maybe one car parked in there, and then all of a sudden it turned into three or four, mm-hmm. and then it was five or six. Um, And so just this proposal before you tonight from eight to four will at least protect the daytime parking from people just plunking their cars in there. The overnight rules will stay the same on Davis there.
3: It'll be free after four o'clock for all the kids and families if they wanna go play ball in Little League. It'll certainly still help the customers of the library director for a couple hours if they do
2: need overflow parking. Um, So it still should suffice um, it will be free on the weekends, of course, as well. There is no overnight parking in the Davis Stair lot, so that takes care of overnight, but at least the families and Franklin can use that lot for free all weekend during the Little League games and certainly at night uh, during the weekdays. So, um, I know these are uh, substantial changes, maybe for some, but ultimately this is really a proposal to do some house cleaning. Um, and to try to do these things while we had to change the bylaw, anyways, to accommodate for the 5 a.m., 508 train um, for those folks. They're already up early enough. I really, and the chief has already promised that they will not ticket anybody uh, for the month of July. If they have their, if they paid their $3 dollars for the day and they're there at 508, we are not going to ticket them as long as the council can move this bylaw through tonight and in July, the second reading will be in July. So this would go into effect basically August 1st,
7: August
0: 2nd. Thank you, Jamie. Questions and comments from the council?
7: Councilor Cormier-Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Jamie, I seem to remember a year ago when we revised the, the downtown parking piece, the moving it from midnight to two, that that had a lot to do with some of the downtown businesses and. Some of their staff getting out past midnight and needing that extra. Like if the customers were, you know, because of their hours of operation, they just needed that extra time. But I agree. I mean, it was a pretty lengthy conversation that we all had to get to the two o'clock. So I'm, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm just trying to understand why we're back here again. Thank you, Mr. Chair,
2: I um, we're back here again. I guess not to be defiant, but to be honest, no one's in downtown Franklin, and I don't think, and I have not heard one issue from a business that their employees or any patrons, as far as I know, the latest game in downtown might be the Black Box if there's a concert or possibly the Rome at 9.30, 9.45 is when they close. Ten. I about Teddy that's Gallagher's? Gallagher's. I, last time I checked at Teddy Gallagher's, it was closed by 10. I, mean, I don't think they stay open to 11 or 12. Honestly. Most, place night. <clears throat> most places are closed by 10. Yeah, they uh, 10. You know, and I'm just saying this, why are we back here? I mean, it really is, if we want to enforce that three-hour window, you know, from a police perspective, it's pretty tough. You're, you could end up going most nights without any enforcement of that lot, because there's probably going to be a call on 495. There's probably going to be a call somewhere else. As we heard from the chief during the budget debate, they're down one person. On the overnight shift, relative to the other shifts as well, um, I will admit fully and just to be transparent, I'm not going to sit here and pretend, like myself, like this is this is you know the biggest deal in the world, right? I just think it's a modest step forward. It helps the police be able to do the patrol as the community gets acclimated to this. And I think hearing from the businesses in the first year of 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 all of the issues with the new parking bylaw. Um, would be advantageous than thinking that we're creating a culture that people are going to stay open till 2 a.m. I don't think there's any customers to go out that late. I mean, maybe I'm mistaken. Councilor Fradillo may be out um, with, his, I at with his youthful spirit. I can tell you, how I am not going out. I was at a wedding on Sunday. Too. I was at a wedding on Sunday, and I realized we crossed over because I was drinking coffee at 9 like, 15. I was like, you know, I just, I, I'm struggling to understand. Where this business market is at 1 a.m. in downtown Franklin, I, I don't see it. So I'd rather, if the council is willing to be able to try to take that big step forward with all this, but then see how that works out for a year. And if we need to go to 2 a.m. because there's a bustling night scene going on, I'm all I'm all for it. I really am. If we had a if we had a night if there was a late night scene going on, I'd be all I really would. I'd be all for the 2 a.m. Blah, blah. I really would. But I don't think there's a business argument to be made.
0: The other piece of this as well is uh, the only places that are there after 10 o'clock or 10 30, might be Teddy's and the uh, sure. uh, Chinese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but remember, they've got to serve food, yeah. and their kitchens are shutting down at 10, 10. or 10:30 10 Or earlier. Or yeah. earlier, in yeah. a lot of cases. No, yeah. So that could help us in that piece of enforcement as
2: well. Yeah. And there's street parking.
0: Yeah I, and I know many a night I've come out of the black box at ten thirty or whatever and drive through town and there's
2: nobody there, yeah, uh, uh, there think we we've Mr. So, really quickly I think you know new staff coming aboard and just I think we also have to have a conversation about how do we Revitalize the night, they down
7: mm, to yeah. that level where, where the kitchens aren't shutting down at nine. Yeah, how do we do that? Uh, how do we get people out of the house oh, to probably get to <laughs> eat and, and drink and <laughs> consume? Uh, Tom, I think that's still have floor. Yeah, you do. Is- um, I, to piggyback on your comments, Jamie. I seem to remember there was a pretty lengthy discussion yeah. about trying to revitalize the downtown business and this bylaw change and parking change was in hopes to give our businesses the leeway to maybe attract some of the Dean kids to I don't know come out come out and enjoy something I I just remember this big long discussion about why we were we were trying to help the downtown businesses maybe that hasn't come to fruition yet but I, I thought that's where we were trying to um, but mm-hmm. I'll certainly yield the more. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Jones. Uh,
1: first of all, uh, j and 508 is the time I leave. Two of
5: you. Councillor
0: can't be out there because he's catching the 508. <laughs> I, might, well, I,
5: I might just catch that 508
1: train. Can't be to Dorchester with all the headaches of 95 to But anyways, um, Councilor led you you're not wrong we, have, we did have that lengthy discussion about t- turning it to two o'clock because mm-hmm. of people who were leaving due to employees closing up the night restaurants. Um, uh, but an interesting comment came actually from the owner of uh, box seats was that because of our bylaw where they have to provide food right. up to closing, um, they just don't have the staff and that's actually uh, some very common feedback. Mm-hmm. I got from many of the businesses in the neighborhood, um, who are like Ted um even even um, Jimmy D's, where they just don't have the staff. I mean, there are many, many of these local restaurants that are suffering some, from some severe uh, staffing issues, and they have a tough time just to even staying open until 9:30, 10, 10 o'clock at night. So, um, I think, Mr. Chairman, through you to Jamie, just just a point of clarification. I know, I I get your point about the police up until one o'clock on the end of their shift having the ability to go around and do it. But
8: would
2: one o'clock be so impactful to to, to just move it from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m.? I mean. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So, uh, first of all, Councillor Cormier Ledger is completely correct. This was a long discussion. I think there was Mm -hmm. a theory that people talked about that keeping the hours later might revitalize downtown. Um, you know, 1 a.m., you know, is it better? Sure. I think, though, then the chief would tell you is that the first thing the police on the 1 a.m. shift are going to do is get there for the shift, and they're going to go right down and, 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 uh, and try to enforce the law. Um, again, I think we'll still encounter potentially the same problem if there's a big accident or some issue on 495, for example all resources are gonna probably have to go to that. So we'll still miss the enforcement. I think the key element is the midnight to one where you're at the end of the shift on their way out (coughs) with the additional staff that was just approved by the council. That additional staff is where you get that value of being able to go and enforce that lot directly at midnight. Um, And I I want to just finally say like, I agree with (coughs) Councilor Cormier-Ledger on the revitalization um, of downtown in um, his comments earlier, I, I don't know if the downtown. I've never heard from a business that they've desired for to stay out and open till till that late night. Um, so I'm just wondering if we're going to help businesses. Maybe you know we need to find out exactly what their issues are, um, and we need to find out how they do they get the Dean College kids to come out more often. Yeah, whether the demographic is. Um, you know, again, there's still street parking for people. If we did get to that point, there's still free street parking. Yeah, totally um, right. So, um, you know, really, the depot street lot's the key one because that's what ultimately was has been historically the commuter, merchant lot. Mm-hmm. So they need that lot cleared by the morning, fresh, and we need to make sure that the cars are out of there uh, overnight. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not going to sit here and argue about our visions for downtown revitalization. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm as open as all of you are to any of those ideas but if people really think that this is a good idea for that, yeah. you know we completely <coughs> understand. And, and, and Councilor yeah. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: That's okay, just one last nice comment. Okay. Um, I understand the logic. I agree with keeping it at 12 o'clock mainly because the main, at the moment, our main economic uh, conditions are such that the majority of the businesses that reviewed that are in this location wouldn't necessarily be open to state anyways but based on the logic that if economic conditions do improve, that we do come back we come back sure. and look at this again. Which we can do as we're doing right now.
0: <laughs> Councilor Frantzella.
4: Yeah, thank you. I have two things. Uh, so the first is about this, but I will have a, a uh, point. But the first is about, about this, and, and I agree with uh, Councilor cormier Letter's points. I, I, it just feels like we're focusing on the wrong thing. I, I care less about, the ease of enforcement than I do like what are we actually, what are the goals of uh, the rules? And it, partly because, I, I, you know, it's not a, I'm not thinking of it as a money maker, right? Like, I'm not thinking of it as like, oh, can we get every single one? We just need enough to, you know, it, it just needs to be enough of a point so that people choose not to do it, right? So if you get a sweep, even if it's, success, it's a successful sweep once a week, you know, that change, that's enough people that say, OK, I can't park there uh, because I, I'm at risk of getting ticketed, and that, and that solves our problem. So I care less about have we gotten every uh, car than I do about are we, are we giving an opportunity for our businesses uh, to thrive? And to, to me, it means uh, do we either currently have a business that operates uh, until 1 a.m. with where staff might stay there until 2 a.m. or do we want to invite ever want to invite a business uh, that has that? Well, we don't even have to get to the second question because Teddy's is open until 1 a.m. On, on Fridays and Saturdays. And so if their uh, staff uh, wants to stay, uh, you know, if we want them to park in the lot, which I think we do, uh, then we have to let them be able to stay there until 2 a.m. and we can't be digging them. Um, just because that's that's easy to enforce. Uh, I, I appreciate the thought. I appreciate they're working with you know and making sure that uh, okay, does this make sense with everyone? But to me, it seems like we've lost sight of like the goal of these, which is you know, are we allowing <coughs> uh, uh, businesses to thrive? Uh, I would be in favor of uh, turning back to 2AM uh, for that reason. Well, it's currently. It's, it's currently. Really <coughs> yeah. That. Well, uh, we would have to like amend <coughs> this to to a. Um, right. There are other right. things that it does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's one. The, the second point uh, is just whenever these come up, uh, do we have conversations with uh, property owners around the uh, like the Ferraris lot? You know, of their willingness to let uh, us use theirs. I mean, we have one hundred seventy-four public spaces here. That, I, I would you know, I can't wait until we get 174 you know people that are deaf never mind the, the street parking. Uh, but especially the stormwater fees come up. We've talked about this before, I think master plan's I, I, I plan on talking about it in uh, master plan. But if there are ever, you know, you know, if, if someone's coming back and saying, Hey, you're charging us for your uh, for your for our parking, is there an opportunity to talk to them about well if you lend it to us you know, or if we take that on? You know, is still, still right next to your building, um,
2: but if we get to open it up to the public, just better, you know, are <laughs> more efficient with our service parking lots. Um, through Mr. If I understand the question correctly, we we leased the Ferraris lot from that family. So, yeah, are there other, you know, you <laughs> think of
4: Rock of Trust as the well. lot, you think of Black Box as the lot,
2: you think of both, certainly the MTA ones <clears>
4: at <throat> both places.
2: Um, I. To be honest with you, Mr. Chairman, I, I don't know how to answer that because, in the sense that, like, there's already way too much parking. So I think we agree on that. <laughs> there's not enough cars or people filling the mm-hmm. spaces, right? I think for me, business development and downtime revitalization <clears throat> is about marketing and trying to find ways to bring people out of their homes back to be consumers. I think we're missing that piece. From my standpoint, that's the piece that we're missing. I don't think. Either one way or the other, I don't think the parking regulations in Depot Street and Ferraris is, is, is going to make a big difference to the average consumer or business. I do think it will uh, for the police department. Um, but have we identified or reached out? Um, I have not reached out to any other business owners. Um, I, I don't know, you know if I have the time to do that. And I don't know if that's like the biggest priority. Um, we have a lot of spaces that aren't filled. Part of the goal I will go back to though, um, to as an addendum to that question, is the Depot Street lot, I think we want to fill with commuters. I'm hoping that that lot, it used to be filled every single parking space every day, was packed with commuters, and there was a waiting list. And so we were getting people out of their cars and onto the train, um, and to commute into Boston, um, which I did Tuesday and was a nightmare. Um, It took me 20 minutes to get from, like, the intersection of 495 to uh, Cambridge, and then took me an hour (laughs) to get from Cambridge to Boston. You know, actually an hour and 10 minutes, uh, to be precise. Uh, But it was, like, mind-numbing. So I'd love to, like, believe that maybe that lot, unfortunately, at some point Depot Street would, that 68 spaces would then be commuters every day, to which the 5 a.m. enforcement is a big deal. Right? Because then that's one space that somebody else can't use the next day, such, and such, and such. But I have not reached out to any other business owners for parking. Um, I haven't felt like there's a need. Um, Maybe that the ideas of stormwater you're bringing up, I think, are far in the future. Maybe now, but I'm not saying that your vision is wrong. I think your vision and where you're going with shared parking is the right one. But we as a community have not created the demand for downtown, we have not. And until we have, irritable people who can't find a parking space like Hudson. Yeah. I, I think we're setting the wrong priority list out there. I think we need more people coming to downtown to generate that argument to us that we need to reach out to other entities on parking. Otherwise, we're just going to keep on having lots of parking without Like people to fill them, so uh, you and I are well in agreement. (laughs) Okay, yeah,
4: Uh, yeah, it's more you know, as people come to us if there's an opportunity for just a more efficient use of existing share uh, parking, you know, the park parking's already there, you know, you know, if if we can coordinate a little better in their opportunities, just be open to it. Absolutely, I'm very curious on the pantry. Is is now the best time? Yeah, right, right. Uh, Is now the best time to offer
9: a minute? Why why do we just let everybody
0: else get an opportunity and then absolutely, Uh, Councilor
10: Hamlin? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Through the chair, yet to everyone, I guess. Yes, we did have a long discussion about this. Um, I remember that I said at one time that it would be okay to go to 2 a.m. if we all agreed that we would bring it back if the chief didn't think he could enforce it. And I think. Um, my fellow counselors might not think it's a big deal, but I think it's a big deal because people will follow it if it's not enforced. And we'll have people there that stay overnight. Um, I do think that it would be easier for the police. I, and it's like, I'm not an expert on it. They're the experts. I kind of feel like for, they should make the decisions if if they um, if there's a lot of people that, that get tagged or get a ticket, then maybe we change it. But I think for now, if it helps, it helps the chief get get his officers through there, and we can enforce it, then it's really important. Um, the 5 a.m. starting at 5 a.m. is good because you know we we don't want to ticket all the commuters, and um, the Davis there thing is okay with me too.
6: So
10: thank you, Jamie, for all your work and the chief. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank
0: you, Councilor Hamlin. Councilor Sherry.
11: Is it a chair, for you, so is the Davis law, is it signage there? I have no signage.
2: Through you, Mr. Chairman, there wouldn't be any signage until after a final bylaw. Okay. through, so okay. we aim to do this. I think it would be effective. there would, pro- would be. There would be, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Ms. That's okay.
9: okay. Yeah, yeah, there would be, definitely. Right. Yep.
0: Thank you, Councilor Sherry.
9: Uh, Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chandler. All right, I, I actually made this um, amendment. Mm-hmm. so I've done a little bit of reflection here and I've been moved back to the 12 to 5 because I agree with the police what they need to do and <coughs> train I had no you know I mean that is a big deal yeah. and um. and I'm gonna say a couple of things that maybe people won't agree with but I don't think we're ever gonna get anybody downtown now. that's my reflection these restaurants it's 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 dying. I know people don't want to hear that, but it's dying. And, um, you know, and even in the future, downtown partnership money we give, next year we're probably going to need for a teacher. So they're going to get even less. Because I can't see giving them money and not keeping the kids, the teachers out. So, and lastly, this is through Mr. Chairman towards the um, chief. Hopefully, um, New Year's Eve, there'll be a reprieve of no tickets down <laughs> there. One day, please. Absolutely. Yes.
6: Thank, Thank you, Everybody will so, enjoy for yeah. I Look at that. that. Nice job. You're going to have a Okay.
5: Thank you,
9: Mr. Chairman.
6: <laughs>
5: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Well, we need a train to go at 4.30 for me to yeah. get <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the time I leave. But. Um, <clears throat> couple of things, the Rome has their own parking, so they're kind of out there. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean who doesn't pocket the Rome or at Charlie O'Carris yeah. when, when it's time to go to Rome?
6: That's what I do, exactly. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so. much for those pockets. Right?
3: I think we should
5: start ticketing. <laughs> so, so the other thing was I wanted to be on Councilor Sheridan, too, because I wanted to make sure that the signage and there yeah. to make sure that uh, it's all done right. The other thing is Friday and Saturday night, I tell you one, and I agree with Councilor Frangelo, is do, we don't take it Friday and Saturday nights anyway, do we, or uh, uh, can we not do that for Friday and Saturday? So that the, uh, so that, you know, maybe they're, employees
2: through so chairman I mean technically in the bylaw I mean you know I mean we could you could amend the Depot lot or the in the Ferraris Lots which are really your not only your commuter but also your customer lots that are mm-hmm. the most accessible you could amend um, Depot and or Ferraris to say no overnight parking Monday through Sunday 12 to 5 no overnight parking um, Saturday and Sunday or uh, excuse me Monday through Friday excuse me yeah. Um, twelve to five, and then or Monday to Thursday, twelve to five, and then you could say Friday, Saturday, um, you know, you know, one to five or two to five. You could, sorry, you I, I had Sunday to Thursday. Sunday, right. Thursday, Sunday Friday. to Thursday and Friday. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just you know, it'll I mean, you know, make the signage out. a little longer, longer. the, longer. the Yeah, yeah up, that, but that sounds like you, and if you're worried about that side of town, you could even just do Depot and leave Ferraris out of it. You could add both in. I mean, Ferraris were on a lease, so <clears> the lease is up in three years anyway. You know, we got to figure the, the future of the lease out in a couple of years regardless, right? But um, I think what y'all are really concerned about is mostly Depot. Uh, but if you wanted to do Depot and Ferrara, uh Sunday to Thursday, at 12 to 5, and Friday and Saturday from 1 to 5, or whatever the closing time was. And you can do that as well, because at least Friday and Saturday, presumably there are no commuters. That's right. right. You right. So right. To, and you
7: would give those businesses Yeah, right. You know, I was yeah.
5: thinking give those. What do you think, Chief? I
6: mean.
7: <laughs> 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 like
11: you said, they, those watch like the depot street lot, you want it to be available so people can park the, the commuters to be yeah. able to use it. Right. And you don't want anybody parking overnight all the time because if they can do it and they get right. away with it, then you get people that just don't have a parking spot like maybe where they're staying or whatever else, Absolutely. and they just stay there. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I think that would be fine. You well, know, yeah, if, that, if that's the solution, then yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. you know, we'd be able to, do it. it'll be tougher to do it. Like as Jamie said, the big thing is, is you have five patrolmen going home at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then there's only three inside yeah. left. Two to six, twenty-seven square miles, thirty-three yeah, thousand people. I get that too. Yeah. So that's the reason that I try to say, if you want us to be able to enforce it, to make it so that people will not park there, get mm-hmm. the message that so that we can, you know, basically enforce the overnight. If you do it at twelve, you can have people going by at one. We have a one o'clock shift coming in. You still got the Your yeah. You yeah. still have the four to two on before they go home, mm-hmm. and the nine to seven is still there as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we we have a, enough. We have a plethora of people before. Everybody goes mm-hmm. at two right. o'clock in the morning, and then you get a couple of calls, and we might miss that three hour window. Just won't be able to get by, them, which is not uncommon.
5: Yeah, I mean, I just threw it out there just to see what you guys all think. Yeah. I like I mean, You know, try right. that and see how it goes for Can you. Make but,
0: yeah, just, for yeah. a second. I just want to make sure that everybody that wanted to speak right. on I had a
4: chance to speak on right. it. Yeah, I, I, I like that I'm not always uh, the best at figuring out where the compromise, I have a much more fiery line about my strong, but I like the compromise. Because, um, I mean, that's really all it is, right? Like, yeah. I, I never expect this to be like uh you know, every night, uh, you know, going out night. But, you know, to be yeah. a lively community, you need a, a lively right uh, night. I agree. You so,
2: uh, all Yeah, so that means I
4: make <laughs> I don't imagine, uh, the
3: motion, I think about
4: it. Parking month. Uh The parking map to say no overnight Sunday to Thursday, uh, 12 a.m. to 5 a.m., no overnight parking, Friday to Saturday, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m.
10: Second.
0: Motion and a second. Discussion on the motion. Patrick.
1: Yes, I don't think you actually want a community with people all drinking at 2 o'clock and-
6: <laughs> I'll take
4: a sip. Uh, all opportunities are on the table.
0: Uh, we have a motion and a second. Is there any further discussion on the amendment? Then the vote will come on the amendment. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Now, uh, I need
5: another motion to move bylaw so law 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 amendment Move bylaw amendment. amendment 23-900 as amended to a second reading. Second. Motion and a second. <coughs> Any further discussion?
1: Um, Mr. Chairman, just a quick note from the clerk. Um, I won't be making those adjustments in this first draft. The, the administration's going to make adjustments. Those got to come back to us for a second. Just to uh,
0: no, it, it's it's.
1: It's noted.
0: It's voted in the first draft.
1: Correct. That's what I put as a. Okay. Kind okay. right. mm-hmm. of procedure. Showers sure. I,
4: okay. um, I don't. I don't know. This is my fault. I don't know if I specified which parking lots to change. Uh, did I yeah. just depot? I think it's depot. D- it, 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 okay. Yeah, or ours. Okay. You didn't specify, but if you want
0: to add it to
4: that? Now, well, that's the thing. I don't know if that's going to be a disagreement. I, I think it should be deep for ours, just because it's easy. That's where the down discussion down. was. I mean, the, the
0: library, the, I don't think there's anybody going in the yeah. library yeah. to 2 I up. hope
2: not. I hope I, not. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you definitely want to agree It's a different party. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a different party, Felicia. Okay.
0: okay. 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 <laughs> Seeing no further discussion,
6: <laughs>
0: the vote will come on the uh, bylaw amendment 23 900 as amended. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. 23 41, appropriation transfers FY23. Clerk will read the transfers
1: thank you mr chairman this is resolution 23-41 appropriation appropriation transfers for fiscal year 23 purpose to transfer fiscal year 23 appropriations to cover unanticipated shortfalls as follows i will be reading the source the department and then the amount um 123 town administrators expenses seventy five hundred dollars uh 135 comptroller salaries fifteen thousand dollars 147 treasurer salaries $20,000 151 legal expenses $5,000 152 human resource salaries $30,000 155 IT salaries $19,000 240 inspection salaries $15,000 510 board and health salaries $10,000 541 council on aging salaries $31,425 uh, 910 benefits expensive, expenses $275,000 for a total of $427,925 uh, for uses uh, 192 department facilities expenses $400,000 196 central services expenses $10,000 395 Norfolk Enki expenses $1,925 uh, 210 fire salaries $7,500 630 recreation salaries $8,500 for total of $427,925 it moved and voted by the town council at the sum of $427,925 to be transferred from the sources indicated above to the uses indicated above and the amount stated prior to June 30th, 2023. It's resolution to become effective according to the provisions of the town of Franklin poll rule
9: Move resolution 23-41. Second.
0: Motion and a second.
9: Discussion, Jamie. Uh, three Mr. Chairman. So the next three resolutions are the final
2: three resolutions uh, that need to be passed to close out FY23. The current fiscal <coughs> year. This has nothing to do with the budget. That the constant oh, hearing we just went through, just so everybody home knows. Uh, the first resolution are the annual uh, uh, transfers between departments to cover shortfalls in some of those accounts. <laughs> As you can see, uh, 400,000 of the 427,000 to be transferred is strictly from facilities, which is single-handedly due to the electricity rate that had to go up uh, by four cents a kilowatt um, mid-year, right? So that took effect in January. Um, we talked all about this during the budget hearings. If anybody has any questions on inflation, let me know. Um, and then the other uh, accounts on here are minor. Uh, Councilor Jones, that would make one minor change um, because we, we, we wouldn't want Chief Lynch to get right. any of the fire salaries. Um, in uh, the uses, uh, fire salaries is account 220, not 211. Doesn't change the money. But, you know, um, I'm sure the Chief Lynch would be thrilled to get $7,500 extra, uh, and I'm sure Chief McLaughlin would not want to give that up, so, <laughs> no, we probably, uh, you know, they sit next to
1: each other back there, both in blue and white, but, all right, we, we know that, uh, So,
6: just
2: for clarification, yeah. is this is going to police? Uh, if
1: you just look on the resolution, it says
2: 210, fire, yes. should be 220, fire is 220. It doesn't oh, change the dollar value yep. at all. Just change no that. No clarification. I that. I'll, I'll, I'll make that yeah. adjustment. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then obviously, if anybody else has any questions uh, on this uh, resolution, happy to answer them. If it, uh, then the second resolution is the same uh, for uh, just the uh, the sewer fund, and then the third resolution is actually leftover money that you're required to vote on to deposit into the next equalization.
0: Let's stay with the one resolution. I'm trying to way. just. Streamlined. I, know, I know you're trying, <laughs> <laughs> okay, questions from the council, seeing none the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-41, a majority votes required, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries. Resolution 23 42, Sewer Enterprise Fund Supplemental Appropriation FY23. <coughs> Clerk will read the resolution.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23 42, Appropriation Sewer Enterprise Fund Supplemental Appropriation Fiscal Year 23. Total amount requested $50,000. Purpose to appropriate funds for Sewer Enterprise Fund retained earnings of Fiscal Year 23 for additional costs related to the Sewer Enterprise Fund ex- expenses. Sewer Enterprise Fund expenses $50,000. Motion be moved and voted by the Town Council that the sum of $50,000 to be transferred from Sewer Enterprise Fund retained earnings to the Sewer Enterprise Fund expenses. Uh, said transfer to be made prior to June 30, 2023. This resolution
5: should be effective according to the vision of the Town of Franklin Home Rule Charter. Move resolution 23 42. Second. Motion and second. Discussion. <clears throat> Jamie, anything to add?
0: Nope. Okay. Questions or comments from the Council?
7: Councilor Cornelia ledger Thank you, Mr. Chairman, I just always think it's important for the audience that's watching from home that may not benefit from some of the documents that we're reading, so it does say here that this is really a safety net mm-hmm. uh, appropriation, that uh, the department may not need the money, and in that case, at the end of the year, the money would still go to free cash. The town is proposing this to make sure that things balance correctly. Mm-hmm. Correct. Just for our viewers out there that That's are right. always wondering where the money's going, we just—it's nice to know. So.
0: Any further discussion? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-42. Again, a majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-43, Transfer of FY23 Regional Dispatch Appropriation to the MEC Public Safety Stabilization Fund. Clerk will read the bylaw amendment.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-43, Appropriation, Transfer of Fiscal Year 23 Regional Dispatch Appropriation to MEC Public Safety Stabilization Fund. Purpose to transfer the Fiscal Year 23 Regional Dispatch Appropriation to MAC Public Safety Stabilization Fund for total amount $230,827 to be moved and voted by the town council with a sum of $230, uh, $230,857 to be transferred from Fiscal 23 Regional Dispatch Appropriation to the MAC Public Safety Stabilization Fund. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the town of Franklin Home Charter. Uh, move
5: resolution 23-43. Second. A motion and
9: a second discussion, Jamie. Uh, through Mr. Chairman, to uh, Councilor Cormier Ledger's
2: excellent point a moment ago, uh, this is excess money in the regional dispatch account that uh, needs to be voted on to be deposited technically into the rainy day fund. This is the savings account essentially we have to offset some of the increases that we're going to see in FY25 and FY26 for the dispatch summer. Thank you
0: further discussion from the
7: council Councilor will call me a sorry Mr. Chairman I'm chatting tonight so just just a point of clarification I think from my for my own purposes and maybe others are wondering didn't we just move $250,000 from this stabilization account to help the schools in our last meeting so we're basically putting back $230,000 into it am I reading that right you are reading that 100% correct.
6: <laughs>
7: Pretty savvy, isn't it? So we have like a, a, a net loss of like $19,000. Bingo.
2: So we still have about 850000 in that stabilization account. Oh. That is, that will be, again, I'm guessing in FY25 and 26. Obviously we don't know, but I bet you you're you going to use half of that savings each of the next two years to help offset the huge spike in the impact of what that assessment is going to be. For folks at home that don't know, the last four years, due to the fact that we put in the hard work to regionalize two regional dispatch centers, uh, we were eligible for a state development grant, which offset the full cost of the dispatch center. That led to us having excess capacity in our budget to spend on other areas, but we planned properly to have this account there to help offset those cost increases. You know, could be in the next five years, but, you know, I think we all know that
7: probably going to be the next one, one or two years.
0: Councillor of Columbia Ledger, still
7: have the floor. I guess my, my question, Mr. Chairman, really comes from we we maintain multiple stabilization accounts as a town. So why would, just 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 for clarification, Jamie, why this particular one to dip into when we needed to send it to the schools, why not one of our other ones that maybe we weren't going to be replenishing and need for the dispatch later on? Just a little, I guess I'm a little confused. So the
2: when the stabilization account was set up a couple of years ago and we knew that there would be savings each year, you can't, when we got the grant four years ago, you, you have to actually technically apply to the state every year. It's a competitive grant, okay? And so you cannot actually guarantee two, three, or four years out, you're gonna see those states. So each year we budgeted the amount that we anticipated would be the full assessment. And even though the assessment was less because of the grant, It really makes, I think, common sense to say, well, wait a minute, we're getting a grant and the Regional Dispatch Center is doing all the hard work to save money. Well, we know that next year's assessment in FY25 is probably going to be 1.5 million and probably the year after that, 1.6, 1.7 million. It makes sense to say, well, Regional Dispatch saved the money, we should put those savings into the savings account that then is going to offset those costs in future years, mm-hmm. otherwise you're now two dollars in the hole. If you transfer it somewhere else, um, because then you've now cut that dollar out, but now you've increased the dollar obligation in future years. So um, it just makes a lot of good fisc- you know, fiscal sense, I guess. Yeah, that that, that part I
7: completely get. I get. I completely get. Oh, okay. Putting money aside to help because you know that it's going to get more expensive going forward because some of the state contributions will be less but why not like why not I guess why didn't we just leave it alone then if we knew and we could have taken the money last month to help the schools from a different account because th- this just seems like moving money around to me but I, I might be I, I just for everyone listening if you could explain and help yeah. me out that'd be great
2: Number one, it's just two totally different fiscal years. So even though we just approved an FY24 budget, that starts July 1 yeah. and goes to June 30th next fiscal year, right? Yeah. Um, you approved a budget based on assumptions. We haven't collected a penny to pay the bill for FY24. <laughs> you know, this is closing out this year. And so I will admit, I completely knew that there would be a reduction on this line item. And so it actually made it easier for me to make the proposal for the schools on the 250,000 that we trained, that we did a few weeks ago, because I knew the account would be replenished by the end of this fiscal year. You can't make that change between fiscal years. It, it, it's sure. hard to explain. Okay. You know, no, I, I don't know right. how to, it's just, not, that's it's helpful. two completely different fiscal years. Yeah, that's so. helpful.
7: Okay. So. okay, thank you. I'll
2: set, I'll yeah. good yeah. Any other questions?
0: Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-43, A majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-44, appropriation of funds to enable town to implement chapter 193 of the legislative acts of 2018, landfill land swap legi- legislation. Clerk
1: will read the resolution. Thank you Mr. Chairman, I'm happy to read this resolution. Resolution 2344 appropriation of funds to enable the town to implement chapter 193 of legislative acts of 2018. Landfill land swap legislation so called, whereas in chapter 193 of legislative acts of 2018 authorizes the commissioner of the commonwealth of Massachusetts divisions of capital assessment management and maintenance here and after known as dcamm D-C-A-M. dcam to convey certain land abutting town franklin's form of franklin's formal land landfill to town and whereas partial consideration for said conveyance includes town's payments to dcam of compensation representing the fair market value of said land based upon independent appraisal and whereas the town has had an independent appraisal performed which determined that the fair market value of said land to be two hundred thousand dollars now therefore that now therefore the town of franklin acting buying through the franklin town council hereby votes that the sum of two hundred thousand dollars be expended to acquire land owned by the commonwealth of massachusetts abutting town's former landfill from deacon <clears throat> as authorized by in chapter 192 legislative acts of 2018 and that the said sum be appropriated and transferred from a capital account approved by the town council in resolution 22-30 on june 8 2022 for said purpose, this resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin, Hollywood Charter.
2: Move resolution 23 second Second motion and second discussion. Jamie. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Through the council, this is literally a housekeeping item that the Commonwealth has asked us to do. The council years ago already appropriated the money for this, mm-hmm. but it was in a capital account, and the state just simply asked. Mark and I to draft something and have the council approve. So for the file, the state somewhere up in Boston, they have this resolution that shows the appropriation was single-handedly done for just the land swap. So the appropriation that was made a few years ago was a large chunk of money for several projects. This is literally a house cleaning item. As we're going through the checklists, the attorneys for the state just asked if we could do this. So I, I said sure. Thank you, Thank
0: you Jim. Questions from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-44. Again, a majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Zoning bylaw amendment 23-898. A zoning bylaw to amend the Franklin Town Code at Chapter 185, Attachment 9, Schedule of Lot Area, Frontage, Yard, and Height Requirements, Clerk will read the Bylaw Amendment.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Zoning Bylaw Amendment 23-898. Uh, zoning Bylaw to amend the Franklin Town Code at Chapter 185, Attachment 9, <clears throat> Schedule of Lot Area, Frontage, Yard, and Height Requirements, be enacted by the Franklin Town Council. That Chapter 185 of the Code of the Town of Franklin by amended by the following additions and deletions. Subsection 185, Attachment 9, Schedule Lot Area Frontage Yards, Height Requirements. uh, The significant change, Mr. Chairman, has to do with General Residential 5. There is a change on the maximum impervious coverage of existing upland from 30 to 45 for structures, and from 35 to 55 for structures plus paving. On the next page. On the next page uh, note number seven has been revised to read permitted residential uses must observe requirements of general residential five districts for residential use buildings multi-family residential residential with three housing units and mixed-use buildings are exempt from the requirement. The foregoing zoning by amendment shall take effect in accordance with the Franklin Homewood Charter Massachusetts General Law, Chapter 48, Section 5. Move zoning,
0: hang on one second, Councilor Delacroix, should this be 898 R or 898?
2: Because in the motion. I I, I was just going to mention this. So it's 898, the R should have been taken off the agenda, but we had a discussion about it because the EDC amended it. So we haven't had that happen much and but ultimately the R only really stays there if the council amends it and okay. says it's planning
6: Just board. I, right. to yep. to because, okay. I was, would have
8: said
5: Move zoning bylaw amendment 23-898 to the planning board. Second. Motion and
0: second
2: discussion. Jamie. For the planning board um, it was a unanimous uh, decision on an amended proposal um, before uh, the EDC, and, and um, the entire group voted in favor. Um, I'm sure that Councilor Hamlin might have a couple questions or comments, and I know Brian's here to answer anything folks may have.
6: Thank
0: you, Jamie. Councilor Hamlin.
10: Well, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm going to try to move a little bit, because the sun's <laughs> moving right through the, the, the Getting blinded by the sun here. Um, yeah, so this is actually from the Frank For All Project. Is one of the things that um, the EDC took on by ourselves without the big um, steering committee. It was uh, suggested that we change the impervious coverage for general residential five because it was just too restrictive to allow anything to be built there. Um, And as we've been talking about uh, through this whole process is that we're trying to make it so that we could actually build the things that we want to see. And so we believe that this will help us um, and help the builders build things that we want to see in that area. And, and we, do, we really want to get it to the planning board so that they can have their discussions about it. Thank you Mr. Chairman.
0: Thank you Councilor Henry. Any <coughs> other counselors? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to refer bylaw amendment 23-898 to the planning board. Again, the majority (coughs) vote is required. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Zoning bylaw amendment 23 899, marijuana use overlay district, a zoning bylaw amendment to the code of the town of Franklin at chapter 185, section 5, zoning map. Clerk will read the bylaw amendment.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Zoning bylaw amendment 23 <clears throat> 899, marijuana use overlay district, a zoning bylaw amendment to the code of town of Franklin at chapter 185, section 5, zoning map be enacted by the franklin town council of the code of town of franklin is by amended by making the following amendments to subsection 185-5 zoning map that the zoning map of the town of franklin be amended by the Leakley marijuana Use silver lake district that the following seven parcels of land as shown in the town of franklin's assessor's map parcel numbers 288-004-000 290 3 290 0 0 295004-000, 0 In the zoning map, the Town of Franklin be amended by adding the marijuana use of Lake District. The following nine parcels of land is shown on the Town of Franklin's Assessors as map. Parcel numbers 2720200, 272005-000, 274009-000, 275001-000, 29007, 0 0 314021-000, 0 319-023-000. The area uh, to be rezoned is shown on the attached map, proposed zoning map changes to marijuana use District. The foregoing zoning bylaw amendment shall take effect in accordance with the franklin Homeland Charter and Massachusetts General Law Chapter 48,
5: Section 5. Move zoning bylaw amendment 23-899 to the planning board. Second. Motion and second. Discussion, Jamie.
2: Uh, through Mr. Chairman, so this is just a house cleaning map uh, on the overlay districts, uh, the maps pretty much explain what's being taken out, what's being put on, just for the public's edification really quickly. Um, basically, um, you know, the industry in Franklin, I think we all agree that the EBC is is where it is. Um, there's no expansion here in terms of other areas of town. The districts are still uh, located in the industrial parks. Um, and. Um, and uh, we know that there's some parcels that have changed due to church relocations, school relocations, making sure there's proper buffer zones. Um, Brian, Gus, the staff, Amy, everybody, um, uh, Mark, myself, we've all gone through these maps. We all uh, talked to the EDC, the EDC voted unanimously um, to bring it to the
10: council to refer to the planning board. Thank
0: Thank you, you. Jamie. Questions from councilors, Councilor Hamblin.
10: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, not a question, but just uh, th- this was on one of our um, to-do lists, our goals for the year or the, the term. So um, the staff took the, went through this, and um, this is just their recommendation. There were people that might not, that didn't like it, but I think it's important to get to the public hearing so that we can hear from everyone, all the all the landowners and all the abutters, and um, so. This, that's why we recommend this this to go through to the planning board. <clears throat> Thank you, Councilor Haines, and uh, Councilor Chandler.
9: Through you, Mr. Chairman. Um, not everybody does like drugs, but um, <laughs> I just I got to give a shout out to Brian and all you guys because I don't usually like zoning, but this was so user friendly. Right. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seriously, like, if you want to figure this out, where you could do any of the marijuana or where it's going to affect anybody, I mean just the X's, the ads. Yeah. you could follow this, this wasn't all R and 2 zone, <laughs> this was just like, you could just follow the streets and you could just see, you could picture the buildings mm-hmm. and just where the, that there was no houses there, um, you took away anything near the Y. Yep, yep. It was great. Right. I mean, just some real thought that, I mean, just this was great. I really I enjoyed the zoning when I read it.
10: Wow. So. I, think, I think, I'm in shock. I think we yes. like, yeah. that's wonderful. No, awesome. I
9: mean, this, yeah. I mean this was perfect. Uh, so We
10: just
9: won. Yeah. We won. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone any, yes. at home, Mr. Chairman, can really dig right into this. No, no problem. Right, thank you, yeah. Councilor yeah.
0: Any further discussion? Mm. Seeing none, uh, the vote will come on the motion to refer Bylaw Amendment 23 899 to the Planning Board. Again, the majority votes required. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. And that concludes our legislation for action for this evening. We'll move on. Town Administrator's report, Mr. Allen.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So before I get to the uh, introduction of the deputy town administrator, the fire chief, uh, wouldn't take credit for this, but I think we all know where this is. He's, I can hear him over there right now. Uh, they just we just found out today that the fire department was awarded a three hundred and one thousand dollar grant for fire uh, for firefighter training so I think he set me up so he would get the applause
6: <laughs> uh, anyway.
2: Anyways, uh, so thank you, Mr. Chairman. So um, obviously, um, I handed out the uh, announcement appointment uh, for the Deputy Town Administrator. I handed out a copy. I'll send it around uh, to the community. But uh, just in short, I'm pleased to announce uh, the appointment of uh, Amy M. Giulietti uh, as the Deputy Town Administrator. I know Chris will show the camera finally out me at some point, but anyways, um, just want to illustrate to the public. Uh, you know, Amy's a career public servant uh, who brings nearly 20 years of in-depth, diverse, and extensive public sector experience to the organization. Uh, I will be sending her professional bio out. Uh, I know you all have it in front of you. Um, and she starts uh, on July 3rd of this year. I'm still shaking. I can't actually believe that's happening. Like. Uh, When I read this, I'm still trying to even pinch myself that we're here. Um, Just for the public, I know obviously this is a really critical position for the community, um, uh, but um, the hiring process went very smoothly. Um, It did take us several months to complete. Um, The town was very fortunate enough to receive 119 applications for this position. Um, I had to kind of recount them several times to believe it myself, but um, I think uh, hopefully that speaks well of the organization. Um, the interview panel, many of which are here tonight, um, were HR Director Karen Bratt, uh, the Chief of Police T.J. Lynch, uh, the Fire Chief Jim McLaughlin, the R- Library Director Felicia Odie, Treasurer Collector Kerry Bertoni, and you know, how could I leave them out, DPW Director uh, Pam of all Hams, Chris Cantoregi, and myself. Um, we did three days of interviews, almost a dozen folks. Um, and. Uh, the end the uh, panel independently and confidently um, uh, and unanimously uh, independently each person um, easily selected Amy uh, the position she did a phenomenal job in an interview her background uh, is extremely extensive um, and uh, we are extremely excited uh, to I'm, I, I'm just gonna be selfish for a minute I'm really excited <laughs> um, you know and I, I can't thank the committee members and the panel members enough uh, for their thoughtfulness uh, of what Um, of what the community needs is I told all of them um, I really wanted them to make the decision right Um, at the end of the day whether I'm here or not here whoever's in the seat um, they know their departments the best they know their succession planning the best and for the future health of the community as Jeff did as well um, you know I didn't want to make this at all about me Um, You know, I wanted it to be a large part about them um, because they're also their colleagues will have that uh, confidence as well Um, and really do appreciate their uh, thoughtful input throughout the interview process and uh, for challenging me and challenging one another um, To make sure that we hire the best candidate. I think everybody feels that we certainly did Um, in addition to familiarizing yourself with the community Uh, Amy's early slate of work will include several business development projects, uh, marketing, and branding, cultural and historic resources development. Uh, She'll certainly be working with us, Mr. Chairman, on college relations. Uh, Shared Streets initiatives, which she has a lot of experience with from her experience in Wellesley. Um, And uh, and obviously a lot of other special unique projects to take off my plate. Uh, One of the other things I, I hope to have her focus on early is on social services. Um, individual departments and organizations in town. We were at the food pantry last week with their new building. Uh, but one of the things I've seen is, is really not as much collaboration, and uh, we all work really well together, but I think everyone's hearts are in the right place trying to run forward with a lot of different things relative to mental health, uh, substance abuse, opioid addiction, uh, food security, homelessness. We've talked a lot about this over the last several years, certainly from the pandemic, and. Um, You know, we really haven't had anybody to really lead a more holistic charge. The schools are doing their thing and they're in their space. Do they know what's going on in the police department? Does the police know what's going on in some of the nonprofits in town? And I think um, if we're going to maximize our resources and be the most effective in addressing those issues and really identifying exactly what the need is, um, you know, we certainly need somebody in her experience, uh, certainly working in the city of Boston. Um, will lend a lot of very extensive experience to social services so um, uh, just really really excited to have her here again she's going to be starting on July 3rd Um, and as I say at the bottom of the memo um, as all of you did for me and all the other folks that have come to town I hope uh, the community will give Amy uh, Franklin's traditional warm welcome to the Franklin family so so I just want to introduce Amy Giulietti, as our next uh, Deputy town Administrator. And they're gonna ask you, Amy, which is a good job interview right in and of itself. Yeah. So I'll hop right up to the microphone
6: and, oh, and, <laughs> and Steve will do this all the time. not
10: to be here, I can't wait to you know really meet all of you and work with the
3: departments and the staff <laughs> and really get out into the community and learn the issues and start work, you know, get to work. So, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Are there yeah. any questions?
6: Right.
10: Anybody yeah. have any questions? I
0: got Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm gonna go to council So,
5: <laughs> is is it? Can you take over the role as Jamie now? Because when Jamie was Jeff's, we always we just called Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff was like like retired for at least two years. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> no way. No no.
6: no.
10: Jamie's get more. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: No, but welcome aboard. I Thank Great good. things about you. So. Thank you so much. <laughs> Counselor
1: Jones. Thank you, Mr.
5: Chairman. <laughs> I mean,
1: Jamie, you could have given her a start date of
2: July 5th.
6: At <laughs> least she gets a holiday. We're July
2: paying her for holidays.
1: Jeez, give the woman a break. She has not
6: spoken like a union president. I know. No, I I know, know, I I know what? You know what We get it. from, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. From the union.
1: I know she does it's such a pleasure to have you I met your with your extensive background and knowledge and and I have full faith and trust in all the members who are part of your hiring uh, for them to have a unanimous decision to hire you on uh, tells me a lot about your personality and your abilities to do your job and I look forward to working with you Um, it's nice to to not have to put up with Jimmy all the time, I'm just kidding. It's true, but I don't want to put up with myself. <laughs> all joking aside, you're a great addition to our administration, and, and I welcome you aboard.
10: Thank you so much, I appreciate it.
0: Anybody else? Amy, anyway, well,
6: welcome aboard. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> it will get hard. It doesn't really work for us yet. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh,
0: hey, you <laughs> Jamie, anything else on your list? Awesome. Okay, subcommittee reports. Uh, EBC met.
10: We did meet. Yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman. The EBC met um, tonight before the full council meeting. We discussed the branding and marketing plan, and uh, I just want to take a moment to thank the capital budget subcommittee for. Uh, pre, uh, approving $50,000 for us to do this work, and, and Rep. Roy, matching our funds for marketing and branding. Um, Julie Jacobson for, for doing all this work. So this is the um, timeline. It, it's about five, year, four or five years that we have to do these things. Um, and um, Lily, they worked together, really spent a lot of work. Uh, we got input from the school committee and the superintendent of schools, as well as a few of the counselors and the town staff. And um, I think this is going to be, it's really exciting for us to work on this brand new project. Um, the EDC has been really excited about it. Um, and so, we're, as you can tell, we just can't wait to get to work. I mean, we've had this like go backwards a little bit, but now we're going to go forwards and um, get this done. Thank you, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Excellent. Thank you, Councilor Henry. And we can't wait
4: to
0: get moving
4: forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Gaffer. Uh, Gaffer, yeah. So Gaffer met today, and we approved our fiscal year 2024 budget. So uh, there was a big effort from the new administrator to make this budget easier to understand. Uh, very clear buckets: what's going in, what's going out, for the three types of transit that they offer. Um, you'll see some of the Franklin uh, line items there as well. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, the budget, there are, I mean, we're waiting for the state budget and RTAs are a big conversation in that state budget, so there's the possibility for hopefully only good news uh, <laughs> coming out of that, but uh, yeah, so there'll be, a, there'll be a few more adjustments. But if you ever have questions about uh, Patrick, uh, budget or expenditures, um free to ask
0: Thank you, Councilor Frangillo. Any questions for, okay. Uh, master Plan, uh, Mr. Jones.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, the Master Plan Update Committee had its first official meeting last Wednesday, June 14th at 6.30 in the evening. Um, that was our initial meeting. We did mostly spent the time doing introductions, we got to introduce all the, all the 13 members of the group, as well as the planning department, and we also got to meet uh, Beta, uh, beta who's going to be our uh, consultant for the, for the duration of the master plan process, as well as uh, his uh, consultant, who's going to be working with them, the Barrett group, uh, who, um, who introduced themselves last week as well. Um, Beta Barrett, the consultants, actually had an opportunity last Wednesday to take the opportunity to walk with the town planning department throughout the town, get familiar with many of the amenities. They went to the schools, they came to the town hall, Senior Center and a whole bunch of other places. So uh, the process is well underway. Our next master plan committee meeting of the full membership will actually be next Wednesday at 6 30. Next Wednesday, June 28th at 6 uh, 30. Same place, same uh, time.
0: Thank you, Councillor Jones. Any questions for Councillor Jones? I wanted to speak on Davis here. <laughs> Yeah, do that on the Council of
9: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your committee. Sorry. committee. committee. Yeah. Oh, that.
0: okay. <laughs> I didn't realize you <laughs> were. You're yeah. all set. Yes, no sir.
3: question. <laughs> Councillor Pellegrini, in the Day to Spare uh, Reuse Committee. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I spoke with Jamie the other day because I had a few people asking me when we were going to meet, when the meetings were going to begin. Well, he has informed me that they won't be starting, correct me if I'm wrong, until uh, oh. August.
2: We're, we're, we're polling them to see if we can get one meeting in July. Oh, all right. You uh, didn't say July. And, That's fine. And then if not, we'll we'll try to aim for that Tuesday. I think I think we'd want to try to do them Tuesdays. So. Trying
0: to get any, the whole group together for, for we're doing July and uh, August.
2: Yeah. yeah. We're doing um, Julie's polling both the DT and the police station folks to find out what what uh-huh. chunks of time are best for them to meet. Um, and so, um, you know, I'm hopeful that a meeting could get scheduled in July, but you know, that's that's optimistic, so yeah. I think Debbie's probably correct that it probably wouldn't be till August, but we'll see.
3: Okay, I just wanted the committee members to know that, you know, I did look into it and we weren't gonna be standing until then, So you know, enjoy the summer. <laughs> 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 right. thank, you, thank, you. thank you. Thank
0: you, Councilor Pfleger. Okay, moving on, future agenda items.
6: Councilor
10: Um oh, Nothing at this time, thank you.
0: Councilor
4: Frangillo. Yeah, just a second, just brought up uh, before, but if we get that uh, sort of flag conversation uh, going, setting up a uh, group that was gonna consider it, that'd be great. I just drove through uh, Medway, beautiful rainbows all down. Didn't seem like any big hubbub to, to do that, so I'm excited to uh, see what we can do with that. Anything else? That's
0: it.
11: Councilor Sheridan, uh, I got the press at the Strawberry Festival for uh, bike lanes. Something to discuss at some point. I'm glad I have a deputy town administrator.
2: carrying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flags. Subcommittees, more meeting No. Um, but the
0: good news is she's not working
6: yet. So right. I do not scared away. her <laughs> away. <laughs> no, we.
2: I mean, uh, I think it's probably part of the infrastructure yeah. debate. When so. Brutus gets the payment management plan done, we can yeah. talk about yeah. that.
0: Well, we'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll look into it. Yeah. Councilor Plegger. Right. Right.
9: Councilor Chandler. Nothing at this time.
0: Councilor Cormier. Nothing at this time. Councilor Jones, yes, sir. Councilor Delarco. Okay, we'll move on to Councilor Comments. Councilor Chandler.
6: <laughs>
9: Three, <laughs> Actually, I'm glad you called me first because I'm feeling very positive
6: tonight. <laughs> I like it's that
9: a good vibe tonight. I it really is. It. it is. It's very nice. Um, so let's start with Councilor Deloco Thank you for that compromise tonight. I think that really made everyone come together, and that was great. It's called teamwork.
6: <laughs> <That was> <laughs> teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a team to oh. <laughs> And I'll go with <laughs>
9: Councilor Jones, uh, you did an excellent job in your first meeting as chairman of the uh, Master Plan. Say. You really need of boy for that. And let's end with, um, remember last week, Mary O'Neill came in with the kindness signs? Yeah. So I saw a bunch of those around town. That was pretty, that was nice. Yeah. And I have to say something nice about Mary. Like a lot of people might not know this, but for the longest time, she would drive around on 90 degree, 100 degree days, and just give anyone in like public safety that was stuck outside directing traffic, couldn't get a water, she would bring you water. She'd come, bring you a cold yes. water. I mean, it was great.
6: Sometimes, I
9: know, it was just, she's, yeah. she, it was so great that she brought the contest, <laughs> to you. Yeah. because that's her. Yeah. And yeah. I just want people yeah. to know that, yeah. kind of unsung, like she would just do that out of the blue, you know? Right. Especially in on those hundred degree days. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councillor Chandler.
0: Councillor Frangillo.
9: Sure, thank
4: you. Um, We put all this effort into making sure that we have affordable housing, uh, but then we have to go through the extra effort of actually connecting the people when we have those opportunities. There's currently, I believe, still an open opportunity on Palomino Drive, a wonderful uh, neighborhood uh, to live in. uh, That's posted well on the Franklin social media and online, uh, but if you have any questions, Feel free to reach out about that. That is still available. It is. Just to to
2: call the building, the community planning uh, development office, Maxine Kinheart's the contact. People should contact her. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Pride celebrations this Sunday, 12
4: to 4 on the town common. Very excited about that. And then my last, my third and final movie night of my first uh, pilot (laughs) series uh, is on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, everyone should be there. We'll have popcorn, we'll have soda, we're showing Little Women, which was filmed here in Franklin, partially, uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. So if you want to stop by uh, 7 p.m., optional $5 uh, to join that.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Frondillo. Councilor Pellegrini. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I wanted to first thank the food pantry, it was a wonderful celebration that we had there. And I'm so proud of all of the work that these people have done and transformed Edwards into this food pantry. It's just great. Franklin is very, very fortunate, very fortunate. Secondly, I have two very sad things. Um, Mm -hmm. The Gates family Mm -hmm. with the passing of Anthony Gates. Um, I was there at the wake and then again at the funeral And just to see all of those people that were there, the students and all, the way that they um, were in uniform and they just presented to the family, and I did get a chance to talk to the family, that they were just so honored. Um, I had gone up early, and the line was so long, and I went home and I went back up again, and it was still so long. So by the time I got up there, there was no one, you know, a couple of people. So I had a chance to talk to both of them. And uh, not that I know them, my son went to college with um, the father and they played football together. So um, he was out, you know, too. So and it was just a very, very sad time. And then we were very thankful for all of the people that showed up. Secondly, Roger Rondo. Uh, Roger has been a part of this town for so, so long. And I don't mean just by age. He has been involved with so many committees and has turned it down now to his sons. We have John Rondo and um, and Greg, the two of them that are on committees here in Franklin too. Roger was always so very proud of them. And it was just a, a very sad time for the for the Rondo and um, the Sudy family. It was very well attended and two Great people passed on this past week, and I'm sure there were others that I just don't know <coughs> about, and I'm sorry for that. But for um, these these two people, we send our best to their families. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Councilor
6: Palagri. Councilor
11: Sheridan. Yeah, two of the condolences to those families, and <coughs> I think the people work on the organized strawberry festival, and the people who work on the Fourth of July committee. That it looks
7: like it's going back strong. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Councillor Sheridan.
7: Councillor Cormier, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Certainly want to echo my condolences to the Gates family. Uh, this community's lost two young men in a very short span of time, mm-hmm. uh, tragically. And it is nice to see the community respond uh, in such a loving and uh, supportive way to those families during these very tough times. Uh, also want to thank Mary for my lawn sign. So. Yeah. Proudly telling everybody on Ashbury Drive that kindness matters, so they'd rather slow down.
6: Uh, I want to
7: welcome Amy. Um, We can finally stop hearing him complain. Really looking forward to easing a little bit of that
6: conversation.
7: Uh, Thank you to the Pride Committee for uh, everything that they're doing for this weekend celebration, uh, which is going to be great. And certainly thank you to the 4th of July committee, as Councilor Sheridan said, that's gearing up. I'm looking forward to uh, flipping grilled cheese sandwiches with my fellow Dems uh, at their booth, Uh, so that's always fun. Um, Let's see, I think we owe a gigantic thank you to all of the volunteers across the town for all of the year-end celebrations at the elementary schools, at the middle schools, at the high schools, I got to have a very small part in what was going on at Horace Mann, but just countless parent volunteers and uh, lots and lots of great activities for those kids to end uh, the year on a, on a high note and to celebrate the teachers. So thank you to all of them. Um, and just on a personal note, um, happy Gotcha Day uh, to my son Charlie. He is uh, with us 12 years today.
10: Councilor Hamlin. Oh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, through the chair, I'd like to echo all the condolences to the Gates family and the Rondo family. Um, this definitely tough. Tough. Um, also, the strawberry stroll was 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 a lot of fun. Uh, Council Sheridan and I were there, and we talked zoning to people. And a lot of people came up to us and and, um, and talked about what we were, we get to talk about what we're doing and what we want to do. And um, it was really great. We were next to a booth that had face painting, so we had a long line in front of us. All the kids, all the parents were stuck in front of us, and they had to talk to us. So that was really great. Where we were was perfect, um, and just the front, the. Don't forget the Franklin Farmers Market is ongoing right now on Fridays from two to six at the at the Common. Um, it's going well, even though we've had they've had some thunderstorms um, on Friday afternoons. Um, there's great food, homemade ice cream this week, uh, live music, SNAP is available for people who need it. And just remember, it's where where community comes together. So there's a lot of stuff going on down there, um, and it's really a lot of fun. So thank Cousin's lobster truck. Cousin's lobster truck could be there because <laughs> Attorney Sorrell requests it every week. <laughs> and he wants them there earlier, so he doesn't have to wait around until <laughs> he gets out at like lunch. But, but um, and uh, happy summer everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you Mr. Chairman.
0: Thank you, Councilor Hamlin.
1: Councilor Jones. Thank you Mr. Chairman. Of course, condolences to the Gates and the, the Rondo family, I, mean, when I when I came across the, the report last week with the, uh, the track of that accident. Uh, it, it, I, 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 I shudder It's just the, the loss of the child is, the, is every parent's worst. I feel uh, so much for the Gates we God bless them um, and, and for the loss. Um, on a different note, uh, so much has already been said by so many counselors. I, I, I echo everyone's comments in regards to many of the happenings that are going on. I do want to mention also the Strawberry Stroll, um, how we were very fortunate that despite the rain that came in on Friday, they were able to move the event to the Saturday, which was only disturbed by approximately 15 to 20 minutes worth of rain at the beginning. But I swear to God, it was like, it was like once the rain went away, the whole place was flooded with people. Mm-hmm. And it was just an absolutely extraordinary turnout for such a wonderful event. Uh, it was so well received. Um, I, I think that was a testament to so much hard work by the volunteers of the Downtown Partnership and so many of the businesses that, that, that take part in that event. Um, it just goes to show you that that, that is a statement that the community is looking for more of these types of events and that we definitely need to continue to try to provide that for our community. Um, on a personal note um, I want to thank all everyone everybody and anyone who, who put a part made their part in making the Franklin Food Pantry come to fruition. Uh, it was a great well-received event on June 12th at in the morning over in in front of the new uh, Franklin Food Pantry aka Edwin's. Um, the place came out the place came out great um it's 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 such it's such a testament to our community and in all the hard work that people put into it um other than that, mr jones congratulations on, on coming on board to the town of franklin look forward to
5: working with you thank you Mr. Chairman.
0: thank you councillor jones councillor delarco
5: thank you mr chairman um obviously condolences to the uh, both the families i mean um you know Mr. Rondo was at our St. Anthony's meeting three weeks before he passed, so that goes to show you. Who obviously wasn't that sick for that long, you know, so that was good. But, um, you know, it's, uh, somebody told us, Tommy told it was this morning, that the Anthony Gates and Nick Gasker are right next to each other in the yearbook. That's kind of, that's kind of eerie, <laughs> but I mean, to both those poor young families. I couldn't even imagine. Um, yeah, but they they followed me in part one, and they were a little below me in part one, but I do remember them a little bit. Um, just, it's just so sad. It just, it's just unbelievable. But, uh, but uh, the community will come back. It always does, you know, one day at a time. But um, outside of that, welcome, Amy. You know, we'll probably have a lot, of, a lot of conversations. I wouldn't even call Jamie anymore. July <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah. 3rd,
5: well, you have to wait. <laughs> but, uh, no, welcome, to Floyd. Glad to have you. After July 3rd, nobody's calling Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. He's out.
0: He's <laughs> just going to be Oh, for you. Okay, obviously. Uh, Offer my condolences to the Gates family and uh, as well the Rondo family and just to be back on, the, uh, on all the comments from my fellow counselors. Uh, welcome uh, Amy uh, and applaud the efforts of the Franklin Food Pantry at Edwin's, uh, as it's now called, okay. uh, and uh, all of the volunteers. And the business, downtown businesses during the strawberry stroll, uh, they did a fantastic job. I uh, love seeing all the people on Main Street. Uh, it's just uh, a great sight to see and it was uh, just a great day for everybody. And. Uh, we
1: Hopefully,
0: we have great weather
5: for the pride celebration. <clears throat> so, it ended with a rainbow.
0: The, <laughs> there you the go. There you go. Okay. Uh, I would entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Non-debatable. <clears throat> All those in favor,
9: signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed?
8: We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio.